everybody, and welcome to Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. I am your host, Bill, and this episode, I'm going to start off the second half of season 12 of South Park, and you know, it's kind of an interesting several months from the previous episode to this episode because we are kind of in a very important time in American history because we are on our way to the 2008 presidential elections between Barack Obama and John McCain. We just recently had the Summer Olympic Games in Beijing, which I will talk about momentarily. And the fourth installment of the Indiana Jones franchise came out during this off period. Now, I'm going to be completely honest with all of you here right now. I did not go to see this fourth Indiana Jones movie, and I have yet to see this Indiana Jones movie. So... It's going to be kind of interesting to discuss uh, how this is going to go, this episode. Uh, so the episode that's going to be reviewed here today is The China Problem, which, like I said, is the first episode of the second half of Season 12 of South Park. So... I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Going to dive into this episode. Here is The China Problem. Was written and directed by Trey Parker. And the episode be originally aired on October 8th, 2008. And our episode kicks off with the opening ceremonies of the Beijing Olympics from earlier that summer. So as we see the performance going on, Cartman starts to have nightmares. And he's having these nightmares, and these nightmares have been going for a long time, that eventually the Chinese will invade and eventually take over America. Now, I want to talk about the Beijing Summer Games, because this is the first Olympic Games to be held in China. Uh, they are going to hold the next Winter Games in 2022. So it's right around the corner. It's not far from the time this episode is recorded. So, a little background. Beijing was awarded the 2008 Summer Games on July the 13th 2001 after only two rounds of voting the other cities that made it to basically this point the 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 final rounds were toronto paris istanbul not constantinople and osaka so in the first round of voting beijing got the most votes followed by Toronto, Istanbul, and Paris. Osaka did not get double-digit votes, thus were eliminated. Then, in the second round of voting, Beijing got 12 more votes, which pretty much gave them 
um, the right to host the 2008 Summer Games. Now, eight years earlier, Beijing had led every round of voting for the 2000 Summer Olympic Games, but lost by two votes to Sydney, which is where those games were held. So, the city of Beijing hosted the Summer Games. The Summer Games began on August the 8th and went all the way until August the 24th. There were, in total, 204 nations participated, almost 11,000 athletes, in 302 events in 28 sports. Now, the medal count, which is kind of a big deal, China did win the most gold medals of any country in those games. They won 48 gold medals. However, the United States ended up winning the most overall medals with 112 medals. The United States had 36 gold, 39 silver, and 37 bronze. Then the rest of your top 10 as far as total goes, Russia with 60, Great Britain with 51, Germany with four, or actually pardon me, Australia with 46, Germany 41, uh, South Korea 32, Japan 25, Italy 27, France with 43, France, nice surprise. Um, of course, these summer games, besides being held in China, is remembered for Michael Phelps winning eight gold medals. The previous record was seven held by Mark's, uh, Mark Spitz. No one has ever achieved eight medals in a single Olympic Games since 2008. And to be perfectly honest, I don't know if anyone will ever reach eight, will ever reach eight gold medals in a single Olympic game. Um, now, unfortunately, after the games had ended, basically, they never kept up to date with the stadiums that they had built and some of the facilities, and that is a question of concern going into the upcoming Winter Olympic Games in 2022 for the Chinese, and Beijing will be the first city to ever host both the Summer and Winter Games, because... Let's be honest, folks. Do you really see L.A. ever holding the Winter Olympic Games? I don't. So now we get to the bus stop, and Carmen is starting to talk to the boys, and he's like, you know, I'm getting tired of the Chinese. And Kyle's like, no, I, I, I can't do this. I can't. I'm, I'm out. Which is kind of weird because, you know, Kyle's the voice of, hey, you know, this is kind of not right and all that. So Stan goes to Kyle's house and they talk about, well, Kyle hasn't gotten over something. He hasn't gotten over the rape of a friend. And Stan is like, I mean, we gotta move on. But Kyle's like, look, we just stood there and we did nothing about it. I feel terrible about this. Well, what is he talking about? Well, we'll we'll figure it out in a few minutes. 
Meanwhile, Butters is in the bath when Cartman comes in and tells Butters how the Chinese are going to invade America and that they are going to kill his parents. And that he wants Butters to join the American Liberal Front, Liberation Front, or ALF. Kind of surprised no one talked about that. Maybe in the reviews people will talk about it. So after Butters thinks and realizes that he doesn't want his parents to be killed, he joins Cartman in ALF. Then we go and, you know, the boys are kind of reflecting, Stan and Kyle and Kenny and a couple others, about their friend getting raped. And then we see what it is. They're at the movie theater. And they are there to see the brand new Indiana Jones movie, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Where, according to them, Indiana Jones was raped by George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. So they all run out of the movie theater. Kyle throws up. Butters is the only one who's saying, you know, I thought that movie was a good. And this is where we get into this weird thing with Indiana Jones. But before we get to that, we see Carmen and Butters, they are ready to do their first, they're going to take their first step towards ending the possible invasion of the Chinese by dressing up as Chinese people and also taking over a P.F. Chang's. I talked about P.F. Chang last season when I reviewed more crap, so you guys can go back into the archives of this podcast to learn more about P.F. Chang. So, Butters and Cartman get in, and the first thing they see is an American woman. And there's an American woman there. And they're like, oh no. They're being, the Americans are already being taken over. So, as the waitress comes over, Carmen and Butters do, do Chinese impersonations, which, for the, for the sake of everyone here, I'm not going to do on this show. I'm, I'm not going to do it. So, they get over to their table, and they see a Chinese family. And they're like, ah, they're starting. They're getting ready. So they go over and Cartman, you know, and Butters talk in mimic Chinese. When the couple that's there with their kids, they speak in actual Chinese and they're like, what the hell are they doing? I I have no idea what they're doing. So now we go to Stan who talks to Jimmy about the movie. And even Jimmy brings up about a scene where Indiana Jones goes to a refrigerator and he's like, that doesn't make any sense. So then Stan starts walking down Main Street and he has a flashback and he's like, hey, it's Indiana Jones. Are you ready for a good time? Yeah, I'm ready. And then here comes Spielberg and Lucas and they rape Indiana Jones again, which is where Stan breaks down and cries. Meanwhile, back at P.F. Chang, Cartman and Butters think that they have the Chinese adults kind of warming up to them. So then they go a second time, again, doing 
their voice. And the Chinese people speak American, obviously, and they tell the waitress that, you know, these people are bothering them, Car Carmen and Butters. And Carmen is like, no, don't you understand? The Chinese are trying to take over this country. No, everybody to the wall. And then Cartman pulls out a gun. Oh, boy. So Cartman, who is the head of the American Liberation Front, brought a gun with him. So one of the hostages does not take the threat of Butters and Cartman seriously. And Butters has been given the gun. And Carmen tells Butters to shoot the guy. And he's like, I, I can't shoot him. And he's like, shoot him! So he takes a shot, and he shoots him. On his dick. And Carmen is like, dude. Dude. No. You, 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 you don't shoot a guy in the dick. It, 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 it's not cool. It's just not cool. You just don't do that kind of thing. So Kyle now is talking to the Park County District Attorney and talk and he's trying to get the lawyer to do a case. And Stan and everyone comes in and Stan's like, I'm sorry. I I wasn't really taking it seriously. And you know, they all cry and the, the lawyer's like, you've got to be kidding me. Just get out of here. And then he has kind of a flashback. Where this time, the flashback is at a bar. And, 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 and I want to I wanna mention this because if you pay close attention to this scene, there's three things that you could kind of see. The first one, which I'm just going to point it out right away because it really has no relevance to this scene... They, they make fun of Budweiser calling it Dudweiser. But there's two other things I want to point out, which is kind of interesting, because they're both, you know, related to Lucas and Spielberg. Indiana Jones is playing the Howard the Duck pinball game. Ah, yeah, Howard the Duck. Not seen that movie. I've heard it's terrible, but I've never seen that movie. Meanwhile, the lawyer in, you know, that was approached is playing Willow, the video game. I know we have the tape. I don't know, or, or we had the tape. I don't know if we still have it or not, but, um, again, have not seen that movie either. I'm sure a lot of you are probably screaming at me right now going, you've never seen those movies. What are you doing? Look, I, I, I lead a very unique life. I'll just say that. So, anyway, Indiana gets raped for the third time, and then this is where the lawyer's like, okay, I'll take your case. Meanwhile, we're back at P.F. Chang, and the police have now come. And Carmen is like, no, I do not want to talk with you guys. I will only talk to the president. I'm only going to talk to the president of the United States. And in this discussion, Cartman sees that one of the policemen is Chinese. And Butters comes up, and the police, you know, start to walk over a little bit. And then, Butters shoots again. 
but he shoots the Chinese guy in the dick. And Cartman gets very upset this time that Butters shot another person in the dick. So now we go to the South Park Police Department and they, you know, they're, they brought the papers over and the police chief is like, no, no, I'm, I'm not accepting this case. No, we're not taking this. It's a movie. It's done. It's finished. And they ask the police chief, did you see that movie? And he's like, no, I didn't see the movie. Did you see the movie, Mitch? Mitch? And then Mitch has a flashback. And this one is obviously a parody of Deliverance from 1972 with... Uh, Burt Reynolds and Ned Beatty, who just recently passed away. And guess what? Indiana Jones gets raped for the fourth time. I think I'm starting to get the idea here. You didn't like the movie! Okay, so now we're back at P.F. Chang. The hostages are still there. And they sent somebody to go in through the roof of the P.F. Changs. Now, we didn't see this scene. However, guess what happens? He gets shot in the deck. Again. This is the third time. And kind of like that running joke, Cartman is done. He is done with everything. And he's like, you could take this American liberal front and shove it up your ass, butters. So he goes outside and he's like, go ahead. If you want to shoot me, do it. If you want to kill me, just do it. Just just do it. Meanwhile, at what I presume is George Lucas's mansion, the police come, they kick down the door, and they see that Steven Spielberg, Spielberg and George Lucas are raping a stormtrooper. And they finally are arrested. And Spielberg's like, what are you doing? We made 700 million in the box office. I'll, I will get into all the financial details of that movie in just a moment. So at the police station, they find out that Lucas and Spielberg have been arrested. And they're like, what are we supposed to do? And they're like, well, we just got to move on with our lives. We just have to go on. Just live our life. Meanwhile, at the P.F. Chang State, yeah, P.F. Chang, they're going to try to sort out everything that happened, which probably would lead to Butters and Cartman getting arrested when they find out that Spielberg and Lucas have been arrested for raping Indiana Jones and everyone starts to cry and hug and Butters and Carmen are just like let's let's just get out of here so as they leave Carmen takes off his Chinese stuff and talks about how you know it's going to be what it's going to be and then he says to Butters at the end I'd rather be Chinese than a nation of unethical dick shooters and then as Carmen leaves, Butter stops 
thinks for a second, and says out loud, I don't know what the big deal is. I thought Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was pretty good. And that is the end of the China problem. Okay, so before I get into my thoughts on this episode, let's talk about, arguably, one of the biggest movies of that year, as far as anticipation goes, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Now, this was a big deal for a lot of reasons. One, this was the fourth installment of the Andy, of the Indiana Jones franchise. Two, we have not had an Indiana Jones movie since 1989 with Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Three, we're bringing Harrison Ford back nearly 20 years after the last performance. And you have Karen Allen, who was in Raiders of the Lost Ark, so you have, you know, the, the consistency going. But you have new people added to the movie, mainly Kate Blanchett and Shia LaBeouf, who plays Indiana's son. Now, the movie was released on May 22nd in the United States. Had a budget of $185 million. Made... $790 million at the box office. Made some pretty good money. Well, what was the critical response of the movie? Well, it received strongly polarized, but mostly positive reviews. As a result, it had been nominated both for numerous best and worst of awards. Rotten Tomatoes gives the film a rating of 78%, with an average rating of a 6.97 out of 10. The consensus critical, or the website's critical consensus reads, Though the plot elements are certainly familiar, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull still delivers the thrills and Harrison Ford's return in the title role is more than welcome. Metacritic gives the film a weighted average rating of 65 out of 100 based on 40 critics indicating generally favorable reviews. Surveys conducted by CinemaScore indicated an average rating of B from audiences down from the previously or the previous film's A. Roger Ebert gave this film three and a half stars out of four, the same he gave for The Last Crusade, finding it same old, same old, but what I want it to be particularly as a lover of Pulp Fiction, not not the 1994 movie. Anyway, he goes on to say, What I want is goofy action. Lots of it. I want man-eating ants, sword fights between two people balanced on the backs of speeding jeeps, caverns of gold, vi vicious femme fatales, plunges down three waterfalls in a row, and the explanation of fl for flying saucers, and throw in lots of monkeys. Leonard Maltin also gave this three and a half stars more than he gave Temple of Doom and Last Crusade and wrote that Indy returns with the same brand of high adventure that marked the original Raiders of the Lost Ark. Damon Wise of Empire criticized the use of CG but praised Ford's performance and wrote that it won't change your life, but if you're in the right mood or in the right frame of mind, it will change your mood. You might wince, you might groan. You might beg to differ on the big, silly climax, but you'll never stop smiling. J. 
James Berardinelli gave the film two stars, calling it the most lifeless of the series and simply not a very good motion picture. Margaret Pomeranz of At The Movies gave it two and a half stars out of five, saying that the filmmakers had 19 years since the last Indiana Jones movie to come up with something truly exciting and fresh, but I feel there's a certain laziness and cynicism in this latest adventure. Associated Press reported that Jay Sperling Reich, writing for Filmstew.com, said, It really looked like they were going through the motions. It really looked like no one had their heart in it. And USA Today stated reviews were mixed and reviews felt the movie suffers from predictable plot points and cheesy special effects. It was not nominated for an Academy Award or a Golden Globe, but did win a Golden Raspberry for the worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel of that year. The other nominees in that category, for those that are curious, include The Day the Earth Stood Still, Disaster Movie, Speed Racer, and Star Wars The Clone Wars. And that is Indiana Jones and and the Kingdom or the what what a Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Now I do know they are making a they're making a fifth Indiana Jones movie. Uh, if I read it right, it's supposed to come out next year. So I'm not really sure how the response is going to be to that one. But let's talk about my response to this episode. Uh I. It's kind of weird. It's it's like you had a couple of moments, but with the repeated jokes of people getting shot in the dick and then over and over and over again of Indiana Jones getting raped, by like the third time I got it, it was like, you don't like the movie. I get it. I freaking get the point um it's not the worst episode of the season it is definitely not the worst episode but i would say it's in the bottom three at this point right now so i'm bless you i'm i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a five out of ten that that that's gonna be my score i'm gonna give it a five out of ten it was like there was something there, but it just didn't really pull off. So, a couple of notes, and then we're going to get to the reception from people. And there's a little controversy about this episode. Boy, what a surprise. In the commentary for the episode, Trey Parker admits that he received a shot of steroids in order to complete the voice work for the episode. Matt Stone compares the rape scenes to the Britney episode for being darker than it is funny. For the creators, the scariest part of the new Indiana Jones is the fear that the quality of South Park will eventually decline. That's a fair, you know, that's a fair fear to have, I think. And one more note, uh, this episode was dedicated to Isaac Hayes, who passed away on August the 10th of 2008, even though he had been gone from the show for about three years. 
They still loved him, and they dedicated the episode to him. The episode drew 3.7 million total viewers, 2.5 in the 18 to 49 demographic. This was up 21% from the previous fall's debut and topped all of cable during its time period. It stands as the show's most watched fall premiere since 1999. Whew. Travis Figgett of IGN gave the episode a 9 out of 10, praising both storylines and writing that the show is as funny and as smart as ever, and it's back at just the right time. DC Perry of 411 Mania criticized the episode for using material that felt dated, but described it as pretty solid and gave it a 7.3 out of 10. Now to the controversy. The episode's rape scenes caused some controversies. But what do you expect? Catherine Ellsworth of the Daily Telegraph wrote that Parker and Stone seemed to have taken the taboo busting to a place even hardened South Park watchers have found hard to go. Nikki Fink reported that her knowledge was that Paramount, which distributed the Lucas-owned Indiana Jones franchise, while Paramount itself is owned by Comedy Central parent Viacom, had no intention to protest against the episode, but, in the words of an insider, wanted it to go away. During the controversy, nine animators came out in, in, uh, came out in support of Parker and Stone and the episode, including Seth MacFarlane, kind of funny since that whole you know family guy bashing thing, Matt Groening, Brad Bird, Nick Park, Butch Hartman, Stephen Hillenburg, Seth Green, Matthew Senrick, and Mike Judge, as well as eight voice actors, including Tom Kenny, Cree Summer, The Simpsons cast, Veronica Taylor, and John DiMaggio. Whew. Well, let's see if this episode has any support from its viewers. On IMDb, the average rating after over 2,000 plus people have given it a rating is a 7.8 out of 10. 632 people gave it an 8. 470 people gave it a 10. 88 people gave it a 5. That's the grade I'm going to give it this week. And 61 people gave it a 1. So in the demograph or in the demographic area, over 1,600 males uh, gave this episode a rating. The average rating is 7.8. Its highest demographic, 18 to 29, with an average rating of 7.9. For females, 137 women voted or gave a rating. The average rating is a 7.9. Its highest demographic is in the 30 to 44-year-old range. Their average rating is an 8. So... For the most part, there is support of this episode. Now, let's hear what some of the reviews of this episode think about this episode. And, of course, I'm not going to read all of them. I'm just going to, you know, nitpick some of them. So, I'm going to read this first one, which came out the day after the episode aired. And this is from... Megamart91, who wrote, South Park is so incredibly brilliant. It is the funniest show I ever watched, and I hope the guys go on for ages. Cartman convinces Butters to declare war on the Chinese, and it's not the most interesting story. 
but with just one joke, you don't shoot someone in the dick, Butters, they save it all. The way Butters gets screwed over all the time is classic, by the way. The other story of this episode is simply fantastic. I laughed my ass off. The whole flashback thing and how they raped Indiana Jones is so funny. Great episode as always. The only only downside is that I have to wait a whole week before I can see another great South Park episode. Okay. Uh, This next review is, well, not, not a positive one. This is from Tom Nell, who wrote, Let's hope the rest of season 12 isn't as bad as this episode. The Carmen Butters plot was one of the weakest plots in the history of the show. It's dumb and nonsensical and had no point but to point out the obvious that China is a strong power. The Stan and Kyle plot was at least somewhat amusing, but it too was nothing special. Put these two plots together and you get one of one of worst episodes of the series. Cartman had a dream that the Chinese are going to take over America because of the Olympics. He gets Butters to go undercover as a Chinese person with him and they go to P.F. Chang's. They hold the restaurant up at gunpoint, and to go along with the weird disjointed plot, Butters has bad aim and has a recurring gag of hitting guys in the crotch with his shots. Meanwhile, Kyle and Stan can't go on anymore since their friend was raped. Indiana Jones was raped in his latest movie by Steven Spielberg and George Lucas, and Kyle wants to sue him. Stan, Jimmy, Clyde, and Kenny are backing his decision, as does everyone else as soon as they think back to the movie. What the heck was Trey Parker thinking when he wrote that horrible Cartman plot? Cartman has gone through some dumb storylines, but this has to be one of the worst. Nothing remotely funny happened. Why is the recurring gag of shooting someone in the groin funny? It's not. Most of the laughs came from the various ways Indiana Jones was raped, and even that got repetitive. Season 12 was pretty good up to point, how about some good episodes for the second half, guys? Oof. A little bit harsh. Uh, Alright, let's let's pick a couple more. We're going to do... Let's see. Okay, we're going to do one from... Uh, well, from 2020. This is from BabyDexter4444, who wrote, I love this show to bits. I like most episodes. But this episode was so bad, I consider it the worst episode of South Park. The main plot about George and Stephen raping people's childhoods is disgusting, and seeing everyone crying is just upsetting. I honestly feel bad that they had to see them ruin the movies, and it's not funny to see everyone cry at this. Furthermore, the Cartman subplot, while the only saving part, wastes time in this episode to develop the main plot. Honestly, this episode is so sad, I cried while watching it. I would rate it 0 out of 10, but the Cartman subplot barely saves it. Ooh. Oh my. Not a not a big fan of that one. Alright, let's do one more review. And, uh, you know what? We're going to go back to a... Uh, let me see. No, you know what? We're going to... Yeah, we're going to go back to a positive review. Positive review. And it is from Gangsta Hippie, who wrote... The China Problem is the first episode of the second half of season 12. I do not live in America, so I do not get Comedy Central. In Canada, we get Comedy Network, which plays newer episodes on Friday, 
but those new, in quote, ones are season 11 episodes. I saw this episode on the internet. It was an okay episode with a few laughs, but I did not like it all that much. The episode has Kyle, Stan, and the other kids being depressed because their friend got raped. We later find out that they watched Indiana Jones 4 and their friend Indy got metaphorically raped by Spielberg and Lucas. For the record, I did not see Indiana Jones 4. The boys then try to bring Spielberg and Lucas to justice. Meanwhile, Cartman is worrying about the Chinese taking over. So he and Butters go undercover to a Chinese restaurant to find out about an invasion. However, it ends up being a hostage situation. The, this episode has a few laughs, but overall, it was just mediocre. And I think that's the perfect way to describe this episode as it's just mediocre. So, that's going to do it for the show this week. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97, and you can join the Facebook group, Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. You type that in the search bar, and you are right there. And if you can't find it, it's okay. I post the link in the description of each and every episode. Next time around, I'm going to be talking about a topic that is always a serious topic, but let's see how South Park does it with breast cancer show ever that is next time on sharks pond a south park podcast thank you guys for tuning in i'm bill and i'll talk to you all next time